0: Welcome back, y'all, to episode 50 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we wear underwear on the floor. Today, I wish there was something profound I had lined up for the 50th podcast, but the only profound thing that I'm bringing is the fact that I am showing up, so let's get into it. Okay, so this is a really important podcast, because it indicates the 50th episode of the Zachary Wingate podcast and today we are in a very special location I'm literally laying in bed with my wife bringing you a podcast as she looks at stuff on Pinterest houses and we talk about the impact of her can you tell me why can you tell me why you don't want to be in the podcast She doesn't respond. She's good. Anyways. So yeah, if underwear touches the floor, I will still wear it. I do not consider it dirty. Okay? If I have a suitcase and I put it on the bed, I still don't consider it dirty. Some people do. Some people in the very same vicinity in which I am in. Talking about my nary dog. Anyways. Getting into it. So today, what can I say? If I did a... Overview, what I realized is there's certain aspects in life where you are competing against others and then you're competing with yourself and then you're staying the same. And I had a moment where I got really frustrated today and then I took an ice cold shower and it brought me back to zero. So it I had to take some time to really process what was going on. And it's like sometimes in life you get upset about things and it's almost like subconscious. You don't have the time to process it in a way you need to process it. So that's why I suggest putting in certain mechanisms like taking a cold shower. If you are really upset about something or if something made you really angry, if you take a cold shower after that, I bet you won't be angry no more. (laughs) Like it kind of like it's going to neutralize you. Because you'll think, wow, I feel successful because I just lived through that and I had that kind of challenge. But I talked about this last night, but in all reality, last night, I fell asleep uploading my podcast, okay? Natalie came in and found me on the couch and was like, what are you doing? And I couldn't believe that I fell asleep on the podcast. Do you remember that, Natalie? She's still not talking. Maybe I'll get her to say something eventually. But as of now, she's not talking. But I think she's laughing. Can you move your arm? Are you laughing? Yeah, she's laughing. Hey, Natalie, do you love me more than anything in the whole wide world? Hell no. Dang! That's what it took for her to be like that? I mean, technically, I got on the podcast, but that wasn't cool. Anyways. So because she's so mad like that and she said that I suggest she takes a cold shower now to help her process it. Cuz I think it'll help her. But what else? So today uh yeah, it was a busy day. I would say I, uh, my CrossFit gym I think had a they had a CrossFit party, but I think it was only for select people cuz I thought there'd be like th- tons of people there. Because of how big the gym is. But there was only like maybe six. And out of those six people. There are ones who were like. Athletic. And they do a lot of workouts. But I don't know why everyone else wasn't there. I guess I could have asked. But I thought it had been a really odd question. To be like where is everyone else at? <laughs> at the party. So I didn't ask. But it was a good time. Drink some beers. You know had some Norteña. Which I guess is some Ecuadorian liquor. And it was okay. I wouldn't write home to mom about it. the weird part is about. Like Agua Dientes. It tastes like the uh, liquor that they have in Greece. It's like the same thing. Like I couldn't tell you the difference. Like they both taste like licorice. Which is really weird. But. I digress. So then. I had to go to the airport. Drop off the rental car. And it's like. It's really sad. Whenever you don't have a car in Ecuador. Because it just feels like. When you're walking on the street, you're like, dang. But we I walked on the street, essentially, is what I'm trying to tell y'all. And then came home, staying at Natalie's near grandparents' house. And I was able to watch the Razorback game on my phone. And it was so sad because they lost to Texas A&M. And I can't stand Texas A&M, like most people. I guess they have such strange traditions. But, you know, that was a pretty hard loss. But, you know, every time like I watch a game where people lose in football, I'm like, it's going to sound selfish, but I tell myself, at least I'm not that football player, because that football player is going to feel the loss more than I am, just as a viewer watching it. And if I feel it as bad as the way I feel, I know they must feel miserable. Um, the same way people feel whenever I beat them in things, wouldn't you agree, Natalie with that Natalie, Natalie, can you tell us about a conspiracy theory? Natalie? Oh, it just gave me an evil eye um but yeah, so I mean, but that comes back to the concept that. You know, in football or in college football, it always comes down to penalties. And it's almost like, are you playing the other team or are you playing yourself? And I say that because it seems like in life, in a lot of ways, like your biggest adversary, in a way is you being able to learn how to deal with different different triggers within yourself as well as being able to adapt and like I had an example like I had a thought today because sometimes I feel triggered that I didn't get to play sports and I'm going to tell y'all why um you know as you as my avid listeners know I was diagnosed with dyslexia in second grade and as a result of it I had to go to a special school because special ed couldn't help me in the um regular education system so I ended up going to this hippie school where like grades were merged so it was like sixth and fifth grade and things like that I was in like second and third grade and and the school just they had the ability to teach me how to read but they didn't have any sports and this day I always wonder what it would be like if I went to just a normal public school because till the second grade like I was a popular kid people knew me like I, I had a lot going on for myself And to be taken out of a school system at a young age put into another one and being told that it's because you have, like, issues on an intelligence level with reading, I mean, it's, like, really crazy. Like, I mean, it's not the craziest thing in the world, but to experience it, it's, like, being ripped out and then put into a whole new environment. And where I grew up, like, I grew up in Berryville, Arkansas, okay, and there's this town called Eureka Springs. And Eureka Springs was a hippie town. So Berryville and Eureka always had this rival. So here was a Berryville kid going to a school in Eureka Springs. And I just always heard it from every angle. I heard it from the Berryville kids. And I heard it from the Clear Springs school kids. I mean, Eureka Springs. That was the name of my school. And it was just like always this constant like, thing. And sometimes it makes me wonder... Because at such a young age, I experienced such a quick change. If that's why I'm changed, I'm so adaptable to change. It doesn't bother me that much. So I think about that sometimes. But I also think too. You know, it just things happen in life. As I sit here and yawn, if I didn't, if I had not gone the route I went down, I would have never played music. And Natalie would have never fell in love with me because she knows I'm an amazing musician. And, you know, it would have been a whole different life. I think maybe I would have turned into Uncle Rico off um, Napoleon Dynamite where I talk about throwing footballs over mountains. But sometimes I think I'm already Uncle Rico. So then my mind goes down a tunnel of that. But, like, what's crazy about Napoleon Dynamite... Is that movie was made under a million dollars. And I think it grossed like 50 million. I mean talk about investment. There's something about that movie. Where it's like you just can't hit that tone. Of silliness. um, Within it. You know. But that was like a different era of movies. I mean like you're never going to find an independent movie like that again. And if you do it's going to be like on. Like Apple Prime or Amazon or whatever like. There's so many streaming services right now, you can't even keep up with all the TV shows. It's, like, ridiculous. And then, like, if there's a good TV show, it's just buried with all the other TV shows. And it's like, when's the last time you ever seen anything good with Netflix? And then when I think about Netflix, I'm like, you know, and they have, like, Netflix in other countries now, and they say they're not doing well, but are they doing well, you know? It's like the streaming services have just changed everything, like our life as we know it. And it's just going to keep getting more and more. And now like people are saying that TikTok is really competing now with streaming services because people can watch TikToks for multiple hours. So now TikTok is implementing new content strategies. Like They're not competing with Facebook or Instagram. They're competing with like normal television, which is just mind-blowing you know, to where you're going to get a transition, and it's like, it's like, there's going to be houses where there's no TV, and the people just look at their phone all day, and like they're not, they don't watch TV together no more, they don't tune to TV shows, you know, they don't experience that anymore, they're just going to be looking at their phones, because like when I was a kid, like TV shows came on, and you sat down and watched them. I think that's what makes sports so valuable now. It's like you can't just binge watch sports games. You have to sit down and watch it. And I've always watched football with my father, Monday Night Football. And it's like you have those memories of watching television. But now it's like you're going to have memories as a kid looking at your phone or looking at your tablet. I mean, it's just it's such a different world as it relates to technology. And then you go to places deep in the woods... Where we went yesterday and it's like nothing's really changed you know people aren't interacting with technology and they're trying to get internet to their house as they speak so it's like you have all these weird contrast changes but that makes me think of this place in west virginia called greensboro and within west virginia they have like one of the biggest satellites ever and the satellite can't have any cell phones around it because it impacts with its feed pretty sure it's trying to talk to aliens and now there's people in the United States who are growing up without phones so it's like if you were to take your cell phone away from somebody and they couldn't interact what would they do how would they entertain themselves you know and that in itself is like people talking about putting chips in you I mean like your Google searches okay your location and what you look at on social media is all being consolidated into data into an algorithm you know, it's all being annotated, and it's going to get to a point where you have AI softwares that just read through your data, and it's it's learning from it, it's creating for it, but it's going to create something called predictive analysis that's just going to predict what you want to buy and when, and it's gonna there's going to be a point where Amazon is probably already doing it now, but they'll be like suggestive buys, and you'll put it up, and you'll be like, damn, I really want that, I want that stupid jacket, like so bad. Or I want that Patagonia hat, and you're just gonna buy it, and you're just gonna be stuck on this. Like now, you're gonna have an algorithm selling you things, you know. No longer people to people. It's gonna be a different world, you know. And that's kind of where the tunnel we're on right now with technology and how it works. I mean, I did that podcast on AI with art, and that's just a small thing about it. But can you imagine when your AI is like able to problem solved so like what if it starts paying people's taxes there's gonna be software you know there's gonna be software for everything so we're just at this transitional point but i can't wait till like we get to a point where we have ai software that'll tell us what to eat and drink so we just get ripped and like how much of it to eat so we don't even think about it i think that'd be pretty amazing um software in my opinion And then, you know, and then I have this thought too about how, if you look at all this data, how there's more data created, like in the last, there's more data created like in the last, it's like a thing where it's a last two months than it's been created in the last 10 years. So now you have this huge data system being created and my producer is giving me the wrap it up sign. Um, is there anything you want to add to it? It's past midnight on East Coast time, so technically so it's not up. <laughs> what? That's not how it works, Natalie. Saying. As my producer, like, why would you say that? It's not really supportive. Wrap it up. Isn't time just like a conspiracy theory concept to you? Yeah. <laughs> so technically, why would you bring that up? Because the whole thing is one podcast a day. It, it is, is technically expected. a day for three and i I'm on day 50, okay? So on East Coast time, you'd be... Well, we're not on East Coast time. Guess East what? East. And if we were on East Coast time, I'd be done. <laughs> Stop trying to grab me. I did a podcast yesterday about people pinching my nipples and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, All right. God. All right, y'all. That's episode 50. It's in the books.